0: the world can be a dangerous place. Gear up with the industry's original and most trusted laser sighting system from Crimson Trace. Equipping your firearm with laser and light systems will enhance your effectiveness and help keep you and your family out of harm's way. Call 800-442-2406 or visit crimsontrace.com and receive a free copy of our new laser training video, The Laser's Edge, Crimson Trace. You're listening to Tom Gresham's Gun Talk The original nationally
1: syndicated radio talk show about firearms, shooting, and your Second Amendment rights Putting more guns in people's hands actually does them a service Give Tom a call at 1-866-825-5486 That's 1-TOM-TALK-GUNS Or email tom at guntalk.com there to protect us Now, back to Gun Talk Here's Tom Gresham
2: and we are continuing talking about uh, the Starbucks uh, issue this week where the CEO of Starbucks issued a, a public letter asking people to not carry guns at the Starbucks after they've been neutral on it. They're still kind of neutral. It's, uh, that's the conversation. And what caused it? What precipitated it? Did we screw up? Did did some gun owners screw it up for us? That is my opinion. That's my take on it. Uh, a lot of things going on. In just a minute, we'll be talking about Ah, the Phoenix police destroying 2,000 guns, uh, spending $10,000 to destroy these guns that could have been sold and made money for the city. What's that all about? We'll cover that in just a second. Tell you what, take a couple of calls before we get to our our next guest. Let's see here. Um, Line one, where are we, guys? Uh, Oh, there we go. Paul, Lake Park, Minnesota. Hello, Paul. Hello. Yes, sir.
3: Well, I'm going to kind of change what I'm going to say just because of the last caller from Steve from Minnesota, but a <clears throat> uh, couple of uh, guests ago,
4: mm-hmm.
3: uh, I think he was from California, he was talking about how gun owners are the minority. Well, I'm just asking you, you know, they say there's about 80 million gun owners in this country. Well, are they all legal age or are they, you know, 16-year-olds, too, that get get a gun from their dad or uncle for a present? Are they all legal age?
2: Uh, I don't know. I mean, I, I know okay. that gun owners are are in the minority in the country. Okay, I okay. Mean, we know well, we know that's true. Yeah,
3: that, no, no. Take a look at this. During a general election, there's only about 110, 115 million people that vote. There's, if there's 80 million people that own guns, if they're all legal age to vote, mm-hmm. we win. We get we yeah we win, but we get a lot of anti-gun, which I'm going to say liberals. Because most liberals are anti-gun, and from being, from Minnesota, Franken and Klobuchar are anti-gun, Obama's mm-hmm. anti-gun, and anybody that owns a gun that votes that way are voting against their gun rights. Just like, I'm going to use this as an example, the farmers, some of them get subsidies like crazy and they're gun owners but they vote democrat because they get subsidies so
4: they're well, kind I, of I understand for they're, the they're vote.
2: not voting on the they're not voting on the gun issue. Let, let me drop back to something you said which is very interesting and I think pretty astute. Uh, one of the the lines we've used for many years is you know the NRA has 4 to 5 million members and we always said you know if the NRA had 20 million members who could we get elected and the answer is anybody we wanted. If To your point, there probably are not 80 million. I think we're up to close to 100 million gun owners now. If just some of them would vote on that one issue, we would not have a problem. We had massive numbers of gun owners voting for gun banner Obama. It was unbelievable to me. I mean, I, people were being told by their unions, oh, he's going to be okay. He doesn't, he doesn't oppose guns. Of course, he's always been a gun banner. He was before, he said he was, he said he wanted to ban guns before he got elected. He says he wants to ban guns, now he is a gun banner, And yet we have gun owners voting for him. I, for them, this is not their issue. Uh, which kind of goes back to your thing, is that they'll vote on finances, they'll vote on other things. If we could get more people to go to the polls, for, well, first of all, you know what? they got to register. Here's one for you. I heard a stat that said half the NRA members are not registered to vote. Unbelievable! Uh, you can't affect anything if you're not part if you're not part of it. All right, I mean you you just can't. Tell you what, let's do. Let's uh, continue with our conversation about Starbucks. I want to bring in uh, Dave Anderson. He is the owner of ilovegunsandcoffee.com. dot uh, com. Dave, I really appreciate you being with us. Uh, it's been kind of an interesting few days, has it not?
5: It has, and thank you for having me. I appreciate your guys' time.
2: Absolutely. Uh, David, your website, uh, ilovegunsandcoffee.com, you have a logo that is uh, not at all uh, different. It is very reminiscent of the Starbucks logo, and yet you've got, it says, I heart guns and coffee. How long have you had this up?
5: 2010.
2: Okay, so they they came about... When they
5: started. So, yeah, when when all this kind of came down, uh, I don't know if any of your callers, probably the ones in California, remember, um, Open Carry was just kind of getting started to talk, talked about in in the local uh, uh, realm, and and people started, you know, uh, since John Pierce got org up and running, people Mm. were getting together, say, you know, the third Saturday of, of every month at a place. And I believe they got kicked out of Pete's Coffee and Tea. They got kicked out of a couple of other places, California Pizza Kitchen, and they ended up at at a coffee shop. Mm -hmm. And uh, they didn't want to make a scene. They didn't want to do anything. They just wanted to sit around, chat, talk about uh, firearms, their rights, uh, you know, whatever people chat about. And uh, that's when we saw that, hey, we love guns. We love coffee. There you go.
2: Okay. Uh, well, obviously, your your logo looks a lot like the Starbucks logo. Have you ever been contacted by Starbucks about that?
5: It does. I, I always thought it, it looked like a uh, uh, a lady that, that was having a good time. I don't know about you, but I get excited when I have two forty fives in my hands.
2: So you don't think it looks like the Starbucks logo?
5: Our goal is to have a, a parody that speaks to people and... When people see something and they like it, sometimes they say, hey, I'd like to have one of those, too. And, and that's what we wanted to do. It was also a nod to them and, and certain other companies that also uphold the, the rights of the state, which a lot of the antis just cannot fathom. They
2: you yeah. know, it's it's it's. They, I gotta they, tell you, it's. I get what you're doing, but it's not very becoming, honestly, for you to say that you're pretending that it doesn't look like the Starbucks logo. It's a copy of the Starbucks logo. Come on.
5: I never but, said that it didn't.
2: Okay. The question is, has Starbucks ever contacted you about that?
5: There's no need to contact me. Um, I have not contacted them uh, when when doing so you're not going to answer
2: you're, you're not going to the
5: there's there's no need i mean they're, they're, i'm not out to sell coffee
2: so you're not okay well you're not going to answer the question all right let's move
5: on then Well, yeah, uh, i'm not out to sell coffee i mean there's 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 a lot of things that people want to merchandise and if there's a market for it and people like it what we did is we came up with something that provided opportunities to others and that's what we went with We're at the response don't get me wrong, this, is, this wouldn't be done without a lot of other people, including one particular company. The point is, it's a great parody, it's a great parody of an iconic, you can go worldwide and see all sorts of brands and logos and people recognize it, maybe even if you don't speak the native language.
2: Uh, I get gonna... the question is the question is do you think that Starbucks took offense with you copying their logo and putting a woman holding two guns on it? Do you think they were happy about that and do you think that that may have had something to do? Could you have been part of the problem here
5: You know that's a great question. We've had people pose that exact question to us and you know there's two ways that you could take that yes or no I'm curious to what your callers think. Um, we've got a lot of support. If the irony wasn't thick earlier with regards to a coffee company that's based in a predominantly liberal town um, that involves firearms and, and, you know, what you guys talk about every day, well, now the irony is pretty thick considering the, the current stance. So, uh, you know... Yeah, you know, well, I, I just
2: got I got to say, look, I mean, you... However you want to put it, you don't want to answer the question if you've ever been contacted by Starbucks. I look at it and I think, okay, if I were Starbucks, I would not be happy with this. You don't think you're a part of the problem. I I don't know. You know what? But we're not getting anywhere with this. And so, look, I appreciate it. Thank you for your time. We're going to move on. 866-TALK-GUNS. 866-TALK-GUNS. What do you think? Okay to copy somebody's logo, put guns in the person's hands, and do you think they were happy with that? Do you think that added to their comfort level. What the heck do you think happened? Okay, open lines. We're, it's, it's all you now. No more guests. What do you think happened? If you were running Starbucks, how would you feel about it? And what would you have done? 866 talk gun.
4: Accurate, powerful, consistent.
5: At Double Tap Ammunition, we offer 364 loads in 83 calibers that give you exactly what you've been looking for. Try us out at www.doubletapammo.com and use the promo code GunTalk for 10% off your order.
2: Looking for shooting instruction but don't know where to go? Well, we have it, and you can access hours of training and safety videos which you can watch on your home computer. On GunTalkTV.com, we have top competitive shooters, the best in self-defense trainers, and folks who have hunted all over the world, helping you learn which gun to buy, how to use it, how to store it safely, and everything else you need to be a safe and competent shooter. We also have gun makers showing off their newest rifles, shotguns, and handguns. Doesn't matter if you're a veteran shooter or a complete beginner, you'll find what you need at GunTalkTV.com. You can check it out for free, and you can get full access for only $5.95 a month. That gives you unlimited access to hundreds of videos, and we're adding more all the time. Run the videos over and over to make sure you understand what's being said. Skip around. You're in control. Get smarter. Shoot better. Visit GunTalkTV.com.
0: You may be a new shooter, a longtime gun owner, or even a police officer or soldier. No personal defense handgun is fully equipped without a Crimson Trace laser sight or light. Get the confidence and reliability you need to protect family, home, and country. Call 800-442-2406 or visit CrimsonTrace.com for a free copy of our new laser training video, The Laser's Edge, Crimson Trace. In the war on terror, fighting crime in the streets, in competition and homes around the world, one name in firearms stands out, SIG Sauer. Our pistols and rifles are renowned for their unfailing performance. This same commitment to excellence can be found in our line of SIGTAC accessories and the training offered by the SIG Sauer Academy. For unmatched quality, reliability, and innovation when it counts, choose SIG Sauer. Visit SIGSauer.com today.
5: double tap ammunition we hand inspect every round that we make and we use only the best components to give you the best ammunition on the market try us out at www.doubletapammo.com and use the promo code gun talk for 10 percent off your order
1: you're listening to gun talk with tom gresham Yeah, 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 I know. Sometimes you just got to say,
2: look, you're not being straight with me here. I ask a simple question. Have you ever been contacted by Starbucks who wouldn't answer the question? Which to me says probably has. You, you, You copy somebody's logo, you change it up, you make a political statement out of it when they clearly don't want to be in the middle of this. Is that part of the issue? Was that part of the issue? I don't know. We may never know. I just know that shoving their face in this thing, didn't work. Right, wrong, indifferent. The only thing that really matters is did it work? Did it work for us? No, it worked against us. Pay attention to that phrase that we hear a lot of times. People, I think, don't quite understand it. Perception is reality. What is, is not necessarily how things get worked on. That, That is, Something can be true, but it's perceived as being false. And so that perception is how people will react. So in this case, all that really mattered is how did the public perceive us? How did Starbucks perceive us? And we can sit here and say, well, that's less than 1%. We're not like that. That's not who we are. All those are true. And all of those are immaterial. Because the only thing that matters is they looked at that and said, wow, Those people are scary. Those people are carrying AR-15s and shotguns into Starbucks and making a big deal out of it. And I I don't want to go shopping there. I won't take my children there. And Starbucks is caught in the middle of this thing. And so they they say, look, we're going to politely ask you to please not do that anymore. Is that? Here's my question to you. Is that anti-gun? Is Starbucks' position anti gun No right or wrong answer here. Just your impression. 866-825-5486. Line 2. Jeff is in Medford, Oregon. Hello, Jeff.
4: Hello, Tom. Thanks for all of your great work. Uh, Just a shout-out to all of our men and women out there probably serving this country. Thank you very much. Anyway, on the Starbucks thing, it's all about a responsibility deal. It doesn't sound like these people are being very responsibility, and I wouldn't like the guy from the 82nd. I wouldn't put it past this government to pull that kind of stuff at all, with all the well, other stuff they've done,
5: mm-hmm. but
4: uh, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't have no qualms at all about calling the authorities on anybody that, that acts stupid like that.
2: Okay, here's a question for you. That's interesting. So, if you saw somebody walking into a Starbucks with an AR, and you're in a Starbucks... You would have any trouble calling the authorities on that. Now, some people would say, "Well, that's an anti-gun position."
6: I no, don't. It's
4: I, not. I, that's I, a responsibility. I'm not going to try to disarm that person. Although I have been, I, I used to be in the sheriff's department. Uh, it, it's not my job to do that. Mm-hmm. And another thing is, uh, this is just leaving doors open to these uh, mm-hmm. dirtbags out there that want to kill us from other countries that are in this country.
2: Well, that's an interesting take. As we're sitting here watching what's going on in Nairobi, uh, if somebody's walking in with an AR, um, how do you react to that? Is that uh, Al-Qaeda walking in? Is that uh, Joe Blow from down the street who wants to make some kind of a weird public statement? Where did our first
4: terrorist come from? Chicago. Jeff Ford. What color was he? Who was serving in... (laughs) chicago at that time put them all together
2: well you know it's an interesting take and jeff i appreciate that one of the uh thank you for the call this idea of it being enemy action i don't i I, look i know that some of our folks are knuckleheaded enough to do this and i think that's probably what it was but at the same time The mere fact that we're sitting here discussing, well, could this have been done by anti-gun forces as a way of hurting us, does that not make the point that the, what I would have to say is irresponsible gun handling, if you will, the carrying open carry long guns in hurts us? One of the things, and somebody pointed out, said, look... You do understand the whole Texas thing. Yeah, I got it. I understand. In Texas, okay, let's get this out of the way, right? In Texas, there's no legal open carry of handguns. You can conceal carry handguns. But if for whatever reason you don't want to get a concealed carry permit, and some people just on the basis of their beliefs don't want to, some people are not able to get a carry permit because they are between the ages of 18 and 21. Some of those folks have decided they will carry a long gun. That's their open carry. That's the solution in Texas. I get it, I understand it. I will return to the same thing. What is the perception? What is the reaction? What are you accomplishing by doing this? And if, heaven forbid, you decide you're going to open carry your rifle and your shotgun, and you're carrying a video recorder, Because you are anticipating the police coming up to you, and they will, and you want to post a YouTube, am I being detained? Am I being detained? I know my rights. You're not helping. This is not helpful. I know you think you're taking a stand. I know that you think you are the true believer. I'd like to get Jim to, uh, to join us for this because he and I, uh, uh, Jim, our producer, have been talking about this. Jim, you've been watching, you've seen these videos of, of these guys. I mean, from the standpoint of the, not the true believers and the true gun guys, but just the general
6: public, what do you think the reaction is? Well, I think what people overlook is that life is really sales. I mean, I, that's a great line. I like it. That. Is. life, I mean, life I, is really sales. You, you want to convince me to do something? You're talking me into it. That, that is sales. And if you're, let's say you're a used car salesman, a couple comes up to you and you just happen to not like <clears throat> flannel shirts and the guy's wearing a flannel shirt. Are you going to say, listen, you moron, you're buying this car and, and force it down his throat? No, you're probably going to say, Hey, nice boots. Let me show you this car. <laughs> there's there's ways to handle situations. The power of persuasion is lost. I think people just go to rudimental, in-your-face, slam-it-down-your-throat tactics, and it doesn't work.
2: No. Well, clearly it didn't work in this case. And, you know, you cannot – you can lead someone to a conclusion, but it's extremely rare that you can force someone to the conclusion that you want.
6: Right. Percentage-wise, there's always going to be the, the small percentage you can strong-arm tactics. They're always right. going to be out there. But you've got to look at the big numbers, and persuasiveness is, is just a lost art.
2: Seems to be. Seems to be. We've got, uh, I tell you, let's switch over to the uh, the uh, Navy Yard shooting. Talk to uh, Matthew on line four out of Metairie, Louisiana. Hey, Matthew, you're on Gun Talk.
4: Hey, Tom. I was uh, making a comment the other day, uh, the last place on Earth A person looking to rack up a large body kill should think about ever going into is a military base. You would think
1: that,
4: you know, these guys are trained in gunfighting at the very least, even in the Navy. But because our military bases are, oddly enough, gun-free zones.
2: I know. Well, you know, Fort Hood. That was what happened there. Nobody could protect themselves.
4: It's bizarre. You trust them with a nuclear aircraft carrier, a nuclear-powered submarine, or an Abrams tank, or a jet uh, fighter or bomber. Mm -hmm. But you won't trust them with a little teeny-weeny Beretta 9.
2: Well, there you go. thank you, Matthew. It is another failure of gun-free zones. Nobody can respond. And in fact, beyond that, we are told... That the, in essence, the SWAT team, special response team from the, I believe it was Park Service, came in there and they were told to stand down. Wait, that's not what you do in an active shooter situation. You go in, you take care of it right now because every second you delay is a second that he has to shoot somebody else. And and unfortunately, that's what happened. 866-TALK-GUNS.
1: Tom Gresham's Gun Talk. We'll be right back.
2: All right, back with the 866-TALK-GUN. We'll get you in here. That's 866-825-5486. We're open lines, just you and me. Got something on your mind? I bet you do. You got a thought? Think I'm crazy? Think I've missed it? It's okay. You know what? I, I, look, I'm going to give you your say. You'll have the floor. Give me all you got, okay? Uh, line one. Russell's with us out of Wichita, Kansas. Russell, you're referring to a show that I really used to enjoy watching.
4: Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm glad I did. When I, when I said Lucas McCain, uh, it just instantly uh, popped into my mind, you know, about starbucks situation and i thought you know this isn't 1890 and you know even though it was a really neat show i just have to say he sure looked weird sometimes walking down the street (laughs) with that winchester
2: hey hold on just hold on just a second listen up okay the (laughs) rifleman
1: Starring Chuck Connors.
4: Oh, that's incredible.
1: Isn't that great?
4: You you know what I'm talking
2: about. I I, I used to watch that show. You know, I loved it because you got Lucas McCain walking around. He never carried a revolver, but he carried a lever action rifle everywhere he went and knew how to use it. And, you know, you had some of those uh, good morality plays that they used to wrap uh, Westerns around. It was a lot of fun. But to your point, what's yeah. the reaction to the public now if you go walking down the street with a thirty thirty with an AR, or with, because, of course, the thirty thirty uh was the rapid fire uh, defensive weapon of the time, if you will. I, you know, it's just, look, it's a different time, and we can say, I wish it was like it used to be. That's fine. I'll sit around and share a coffee with you, and we will swear that things are going to heck in a handbasket, and I wish it was the way it used to be, but it's not. And if we don't recognize that, we lose this PR battle.
4: You got it. You got it 100%. And, and no. you know, the neat thing about the, about the show was that everybody in town knew that, that Lucas McCain was the most upstanding citizen in the whole town. Yeah. Uh, and it didn't make any difference. Where he went, he always had that rifle and i remember before the show was even even actually came out on it, on tv uh... and i was uh, uh... living in Ponca city oklahoma and read about it and and i thought you know this ought to be an interesting show to see somebody carrying a rifle all the time
2: yeah but, and it w- so, and it was it was it was yeah. a great old show and for it those was. who don't know we're talking about a series tv series called the rifleman starring chuck connors and uh... uh... you can find him on youtube and other places Russell, thank you for uh reminding me of Lucas McCain. Hadn't thought of that in a little while and for allowing me to pull that up. I appreciate that. Let me run down to uh Ford. John's with us out of Idaho Falls, Idaho. Hey John, how are you doing?
4: Hey Tom, good. How are you? Great. Hey. Good, good. It's a real pleasure. I uh love talk I love hearing your radio show every uh I have to podcast but it's great to hear every week. Wonderful. Um, I was uh just calling in to say, you know, I used to i used to uh uh how would i say this be a little more uh uh emotional with uh, my uh rights and with my making sure that everybody understood my politics and how i stand um five six years ago I caught a little bit of uh slack on a way to uh an i d p a match um mm-hmm. and I happened to be i d uh open carrying but and I figured, you know, I'm in Idaho and nobody really cares. So I run into Walmart, grab a box of ammo, and I caught a bunch of flack. And so suddenly I was off on a mission. Um, something I've learned in my experience, in my growing up, um, is that you can really become what you despise. Um, and I'm talking about, you know, open carriers that, like you said earlier, carry a, a camera because they are almost certain that the police are going to show up. They. They are, we, I guess I'll, I'll include myself in that. I have, I was no different than, say, the real activists from Code Pink or from, um, the people who would be supporting gay marriage or whatever, whatever our people like us would be against. You know, we, mm-hmm. the activists are, are just out there and they really don't, they polarize us even further and push, we push ourselves into as gun owners uh, let me bring it back we'll we'll push ourselves into actually being despised i think by the general public just because we are we can tend to be so hot-headed about these issues
2: hey john what happened to change your approach
4: um <laughs> i think it was just mark's ex- kind of experience i guess growing up and um I'm not sure if I really had a definite turning point, but it was just kind of a revelation that's come on um, kind of as I got out of, you know, the hot-headed 20-year-old, and I became married and gained a family, and I saw people around me that honestly weren't really that different, but they just had a different perception of life. Right. And guns um, weren't necessarily their... Forte and what they were really excited about, but it was, uh, but they, you know, we could, I could get along with uh, these people because we could relate on having having families or having a job or having um, things that we had in common. Well, that's
2: it. You have common common interests, common experiences, and you know what? If you have that, you can start building on that without getting in someone's face and becoming, as you say, the person that you end up despising. you know, And here's the thing, and I'm sure you've experienced this. When you start doing that, when you can identify with somebody and start with that in common, you can actually be persuasive.
4: Yes, much more persuasive. Or at least we don't push people away from it. We, we, mm-hmm. we could get to a point where we could agree to disagree.
2: Yeah, exactly. And that's a great point. You may not get them to agree with you, but you don't push them away. And, you know, one approach carries with it the the hazard of pushing people away. John, thank you so much for that call. Um, Well, huh. I think John may have nailed it. Uh, What happened to John? He grew up. Unfortunately, some of our folks haven't. 866-TALK-GUNS. This is Gun Talk. Gun Talk.
6: What's that? It's my Trijicon. What's a Trigicon? Only the best rifle scope in the world. <laughs> Says who? Uh, how about the U.S. Marine Corps, Special Forces, Navy SEALs? You heard of these guys? Sure. Well, they're all using Trigicons. Let me see it. Wow, this is really sharp. And a lot of professional hunters are using Trigicon too. You probably caught it on some TV and radio shows. Yeah, I have heard some of them swear by their Trijicon. I swear by it. You know, I could have been a Navy SEAL. Well, the closest you're going to get now is buying a Trigicon.
0: Hey, Trigicon is the brand of rifle scopes that more and more hunters are swearing by. That's because every Trigicon is handcrafted using the finest optic materials. The bright aiming point can guarantee you a great hunt from dawn to dusk. Get your Trigicon at a dealer near you or visit them on the web at Trigicon.com. That's T R I J I C O N.com. Trigicon. Brilliant aiming solutions. The Smith & Wesson bodyguards
5: carry more comfortably, walk more confidently. When it comes to personal protection,
0: nothing beats a bodyguard. Choose the lightweight, compact, and concealable Bodyguard 380 pistol or the Bodyguard 38 revolver, both with a built-in laser sight. The Smith &
5: Wesson Bodyguards. Carry more comfortably. Walk more confidently.
0: Face it. Sometimes, for some reason, you have to leave a handgun in your vehicle. Secure it with a vehicle vault from Console Vault. 12-gauge plate steel. 3-point locking system. Bank Vault-style hinge pins, drill-resistant locks, and easy 10-minute installation. Made in the USA. Safely store other valuables, too. Jewelry, hard drives, cell phones. Custom models for most trucks and SUVs. Visit consolevault.com. That's C-O-N-S-O-L-E-Vault.com. One machine, one operator.
1: Each machine is run by a single pair of hands. Hands that spend all day, every day, learning the machine inside and out. We don't believe in quotas. The point is crafting faultless ammunition no matter how long that takes. It's not quick or easy. Being the best never is. Black Hills Ammunition. It started
6: with our hands. Hello? Hi, honey. What are you looking for in the safe?
7: Oh, I was just Wait a second. How'd you know I was in the
6: safe? Oh, because I put in Liberty's Safe Alert security system. So now it sends me an alert whenever the door is open.
7: Well, aren't you smart?
6: But that's not all, honey. Safe Alert also warns me when the temperature is too cold or too hot. It even tells me when the safe has been jostled. I can even find out what the humidity is inside the safe. Best part is, honey, it works in any safe.
7: You knew right away when I opened the door. How does it let you
6: know? Well, it sends an alert directly to my cell phone. I've got a three-year plan, so it's only thirty-nine ninety-five a year for monitoring, and it only took a few minutes for me to install.
7: Now we don't have to worry when we're out of town. We'll know what's going on with the safe.
6: And I'll know my guns are safe.
7: And my jewelry and the family photos.
6: Yep. We'll add your phone for free so we both get the alerts.
0: For more information on Safe Alert, go to LibertySafe.com. That's LibertySafe.com.
1: Covering all aspects of gun ownership every week on this fine radio station. You're listening to Gun Talk with Tom Gresham.
2: All right, a little side the story here out of Michigan. Okay, two guys have concealed carry permits. This is one of those stories where you think, oh man, what were they thinking? Some Somebody, come on. Um, and it also goes to the point where we say that the people who have carry permits are generally very law-abiding, than they, they are. They're like, according to the Florida Department of Law Enforcement, they studied it. They said a person with a carry permit is 100 times less likely to commit a crime than the general public. 100 times less likely, but that doesn't mean zero. So here we go. We're in uh, Michigan. We've got uh, somebody is tailgating, road rage, following somebody. Uh, a guy who's being followed is in the car with his wife, I think with his child also pulls over into a parking lot, gets out of the car to confront the guy who's been tailgating him. They pull their guns and shoot each other to death in front of his wife. Let's review. You're in a car. You're going down the street. You are not toe-to-toe with somebody. Get your machismo out of it. You can die from testosterone poisoning. Trying to prove, I'm a man. He's not going to do that around me. I'm not going to let my wife see him do that. Yeah, well, you know what? You're dead now. How about calling the police? Call 911. Keep driving. Make a report. Drive to the police station. Basic rule, okay? Those of us who study Defensive use of firearms. Here's what you get when you talk to people who've really been in gunfights, multiple gunfights. Just because you're the good guy doesn't mean you survive. Just because you have training doesn't mean you don't get shot. And oh yeah, if you get out of the truck and you get shot, you left your wife there with no protection. Now I am really, really sorry that this guy's dead. And I'm sorry for the effect that has on his family. But we need to learn from this. Unplug the testosterone pump. Get a clue and remember what it is all about. It's about taking care of you and your family and not trying to Punish somebody or back him down or get him off your back or whatever else thing you're thinking of. Because what you just did is you brought a gun to a fight. But guess what? Sometimes you're not the only one. So I I, I offer that. It's tragic. It's terrible. It's horrible. I hate it. But learn from it. Okay? Learn from it. Line three, Chad, San Antonio, Texas. Chad, what about, uh, what's your thoughts on people carrying long guns?
7: Well, you know, I'm a, a uh, concealed carry, carry uh, holder in California, actually. Wow. And, um, you know, I go into, the, I, I, I frequent the Starbucks, and uh, you go into the Starbucks, and somebody comes in carrying, of course, they don't do it in California, uh, I'm a over-the-road truck driver, but. They go right. in carrying their uh, long guns in the Starbucks, and you don't know if they're doing that to exercise their fifth, fifth or second amendment right, or if they're doing that to uh, uh, come in and shoot the place up. Um, mm-hmm. And so it makes me real nervous. You know, um, I completely believe in exercising your right to uh, uh, bear firearms, but there's a, a purpose for. Uh, I don't know, going too far is is carrying long guns into a Starbucks or something. I'll carry my, my concealed carry in there every time I go in, but nobody knows, and that doesn't mean that I'm not exercising my Second Amendment right.
2: Yep, I understand. All right, thanks, Chad. I appreciate it. Here's a question for everybody. If you're sitting in a restaurant with your family, and you see two guys walk in carrying shotguns, and you're carrying your pistol, What's your reaction going to be? I'm going to get my family out of there because I'm going to assume that this is a robbery or something else is going on. Ah, we're we're heading to the exit. Prado Tonto. We're out of there. And I'm going to have my hand on my pistol, not drawing it, but I'm going to be ready if I need to. I don't think that makes me anti-gun. Or, or paranoid Thanks, yeah. I think it just means I'm aware. And I also think I look at this and assess it and say, okay, that is not the usual thing. That is not an everyday occurrence. That is not, quote, unquote, normal, whatever normal is. And so I think I would like to get myself out of that situation. And I'm pro-gun. I'm hugely pro-gun. How do you think somebody who's either anti or just ambivalent about it is going to react? What do you think their thought process is? Is that persuasive?
1: Yeah, the wrong way. Stay tuned. Tom will be right back on Gun Talk.
2: Hey, if you uh, missed any of the show today, there's a lot going on. You want to go pick it up. We archive these. They'll be up uh, shortly on the web. Go to guntalk.com slash listen. You can uh, drill your way down to the archives. We do have a, a GunTalk app for your smartphone. It'll help you. It'll pull down the shows. And you can get it through uh, oh, iTunes Store and a lot of other places. So if you missed some of it, uh, I would suggest you go back. I think you're going to like or at least you'll be interested in some of it. You may not like it, but I think you'll find it interesting. Let's go to uh, line one. Bruce is in Lewiston, Idaho. Hello, Bruce. You're on Gun Talk.
8: Hey, good afternoon, Tom. Yes, uh, we're talking about Starbucks today. Um, as I recall, the first time I heard about the boycott that the anti-gunners were trying to pull on those folks, uh, was, what, a year and a half ago or so on Valentine's Day?
2: Well, yeah it's probably two you know you know how it is maybe, these days if we two
8: and a half now,
2: yeah, if we think it's a year and a half, it was three. that's what happens as you get older
8: well yeah i'm I'm probably your age or maybe a month or a year ahead of you, hey, anyway, I was um hearing that on the show. you're live mm-hmm. here in Lewiston on Sundays, and Valentine's Day was coming up that week. I called my wife up that morning and said, why don't you run around the office and take orders from Starbucks? And Mm -hmm. I took some time off from work that afternoon. She's in a small medical office. And I took orders from everybody from the coder to the receptionist, my wife, the office manager, the doctors. And I went down to Starbucks and placed the order at the counter. Right. Told the gentleman behind the counter why I was in there making uh, a purchase that day, because I wanted to thank them for being gun friendly. Mm-hmm. My wife and I both have carry permits. Anyway, he didn't even know there was supposed to be a boycott going on. Maybe uh-huh. the management did, but. Young man right. gave me the change, and yeah, I don't, good I don't, I don't think didn't have a clue.
2: Yeah, most employees did not, and you know because it wasn't called by Starbucks, it was called by the anti-gunners. And well, good on you. I mean, you guys did it the right way. You go in, you say, "Look, I want to say thank you. I want to buy some product here. No harm, no foul. Nobody gets scared. Nobody you know, got run off. Uh, no drama. Um, and it wasn't, and you know, ultimately, what well, I guess what I'm saying, Bruce, is it wasn't about you. It was about doing the right thing and helping out as opposed to people who say, look at me, look at me, look at me. I am creating a commotion. I am in seventh grade. I have the power to throw a fit, and you can't do anything about it. Bruce, thank you for the call. Not, you know, obviously, i not talking about you. Um, I loved our caller who said he, John was saying he was kind of like that. He was an in-your-face, open carry, I can do this, yada, yada, yada. And then he changed, and I said, well, what happened? He said, well, I think I just grew up. I think that really does capture it. I think some folks just need to grow up. And I get it. I know that this makes them mad. Look, I get the emails. They are raging against me now. How can you say that? You're anti-gun. You've bought it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Give it a break. I got a drawer full of the T-shirts on the gun rights deal, Okay been there, done that, been to Congress, worked at the NRA, spent my entire life working on this. The difference is I know what works, I know what doesn't, and I can recognize a failure when it comes. It's all about being persuasive. It's all about making friends. It's all about getting people to see your side. You don't force them there, you lead them there. And you never get somebody to like you by frightening them. Just, I guarantee it's a done deal. All right, from here on, where do we go? Well, let's behave out there. Rededicate yourself to being a gentleman, to being a gentle lady, to being polite, to being kind, to bringing up the subject and doing it in a non-threatening way, okay? Oh, my goodness. In the meantime, we'll see you on TV. Gun Talk and Guns and gear. We'll be right back. back.